This is the 210 Podcast, where we show you how to have more as a busy professional woman while still enjoying the mommy life. We are your hosts, Dr. Amy Steele and Dr. Carol Broxton. Welcome again to our podcast listeners. We are glad you stopped by and we hope this podcast brings you a renewed perspective on being a busy mom. So Carol, how is life going for you and your family these days? Well, as busy as ever, of course, we are wrapping up with football and next we'll be moving on to the basketball season. Yay! <laughs> and of you. course, fun for you. <laughs> yes. And of course, we're moving forward with virtual school. Some like it, some don't, but we're just, we're just keeping it moving, moving it along and just making the best of, of a busy, busy journey. How about you and your family? What are you all up to? Well, good. Well, I mean, we're doing just what you guys are doing, except without the sports. We have no sports involved, and I'm super excited to report that. That could change. But right now, that's my current situation. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. So we are, you know, everyone's in school. We just got a notification from our school system that we will be shifting back to school in person. And that's something new for us. Okay. So the fourth through 12th grades, which I have two kids who fall in that category, three technically, but one who goes to school elsewhere. So the two that are in that category, they will shift to two days a week. Now, my son, uh, the eight-year-old, he said he did not want to go back. So (laughs) we'll see because, you know, mommy thinks he needs the discipline of school and Mm -hmm. he thinks that he wants to be safe at home. And so I don't know why, if his reasoning is for safety from COVID or laziness, I have no clue. (laughs) So either way, that's kind of the shift. So right now, you know, that's what we're working on. So, (laughs) Ah, yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, well, let's jump on in. So today, our topic that we're going to discuss is a topic that's pretty interesting because we had a lot of work around this topic at the beginning of the year. And that was topic on goals and goal setting. So typically we do goal setting in January, maybe February, and we kind of establish how we're going to move forward with our lives in the year. Now, the thing that can happen as a result of our goals at this time of the year, so we're hitting on the fourth quarter and October is, you know, here, right? And so as yeah, it's, it's on us, it's here, right? And so what happens is we then have to go back and get our goals from January and remind ourselves, like, what happened? Did we accomplish those goals? Have we been working all year for those goals? And to accomplish them, only to find out that maybe we need to be doing something in the fourth quarter to address what we set as a goal for ourselves in the first quarter. So we're going to have a topic on stagnant goals because it's time to revisit the goals we set for this year in our fourth quarter and ask ourselves some questions. So Carol, I'm just going to review those questions that we need to ask ourselves and make sure we are on track. A few questions we came up with, right, for our listeners, and we hope these questions speak to you as a motivation around accomplishing the goals you set for yourself earlier this year, especially if you've been following and listening to our podcast for several months. So the first question is, did I start or complete the goals I set for myself this year. The second one, what investments and research did I complete to start on my goals? Number three, did I select the right mentor or did I need a mentor to guide me through the process of starting my goals? And so some people call it mentor, some people call it a coach. 
Have I created a team to support my goals? And that's number four. And number five, do I have the right budget to start my goals? And I love that question because sometimes people think their goals may require money and maybe they don't. And so it's easier for them to get started. Other times their budget or their goals do require a budget and they think that they don't need to spend any money. So therefore it still doesn't get done. So after answering these questions, if you answered no to any of those, or if you answered negatively to what you should have answered or what you wanted to answer, then I think the important thing to remember here is that it's not too late. So we're going to spend some time on that today. So Carol, what are your thoughts around these goals and these the stagnation of our goals? Well, I just want to look back at where we started with our goals. So we met almost a year ago and we had a goal. We had a vision to have the podcast. So my mind is blown when I stop and think about how our ideas and research and investment has paid off. I'm just so glad that we met and moved forward with the goals and objectives and execution. You know, sometimes people come up with a great idea, but they just talk about it, but they never move forward with it. So that is so exciting that we had this idea and everything just came into fruition. So I am one of those people typically that has a thousand ideas, right? So I don't know about you, but that's I'm one of those people. But when it's time to act on those ideas, I tend to pause and not move forward. It's just kind of like, it's there, but just kind of like, you know, you get stagnant and you get delayed and maybe even discouraged. Then I fall into that space of overthinking about that idea. Usually this means my dream or goal is written down and researched, but left on the journal with no execution. And of course, Shame, ooh, shame on me. I don't know about you, but this podcast has been therapeutic and brought me so much joy. It just really has. So, Amy, what are your thoughts about this podcast journey that we've been on? Well, I really agree with you. I concur with what you're saying. You know, our podcast journey has literally surprised me and it's motivated me more than ever before. And, you know, I actually think I can possibly and I say possibly with a lot of hesitation, start editing our podcast now. Like that's how confident I've become in the last year. And you know where we started. We started with, you know, working with professionals on Fiverr and we're still working with professionals on Fiverr and getting other people to help us with the post-production of our podcast. But based on what we've been able to learn through this process, I am, you know, able to, I feel like I can edit. Now, maybe my head thinks that and my my mm-hmm. skill set won't allow me to do that. <laughs> but in my mind, I think I can. And, you know, thinking is where it starts, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, but I am so glad we met. I remember the day we met and we shared this story. You know, Carol and I met at another podcast live recording of one of our favorite podcasters. So we met in, on Common Ground and sat next to each other because she and her husband had the last available seat on a particular row. And so I went there, sat down. I, I was thinking about this earlier today. I actually got up to go get popcorn or snacks or use the bathroom about seven times. So y'all were probably like, why doesn't she sit down somewhere? But anyway... So we we met there, we started talking and immediately, you know, clicked and decided to start a podcast together. And so I'm glad for the trials and the busyness of podcasting. It's been a great journey. We've recorded great episodes, increased our traffic more than zero, which is where it was last year. So I can say that we've really accomplished what we set out to do. And Carol, I know you have enjoyed this experience as well 
But just kind of getting to our goals, you know, what is it about when we set a goal and we decide that we're going to do something? What do you think it is that kind of takes us to that next level of either accomplishing it or not accomplishing it? For us and the way we did things, I think because we had each other and we held each other accountable. So it's kind of like, you know, when it's just you and it's just your goal, you kind of think to yourself, you know, I don't have time or you have time to put it off. There's nobody holding you accountable. But being you, we had to talk and we had to have a schedule. Everything had to align. So I held you accountable because I'm throwing ideas at you. And then you held me accountable. It's like, okay, Amy's expecting, you know, me to play my part and play my role. So when you have an accountability partner. It's, it's not so easy to be like, oh, I'll do it later. Maybe, maybe next year, maybe I can take that short-term goal and make it a long-term goal. So it's like, right. no. You know, Amy has expectations of me, so I have to align. <laughs> and she let her down, you know. So it's it's really nice to have accountability partners. So I think that really helped with our success with this podcast. What what do you say? Yeah, I say the same thing. I mean, had I not had you, I probably would have kind of given myself an out of not producing content and saying, you know, I'm too busy. And, you know, it's full on election season. We have just under a month to go before the election. And so I'm knee deep in stuff, just all my regular life plus the election. Mm -hmm. And so I've needed that extra push to still produce content because we're always going to be busy. We're always going to have 50 million things to do. But my goodness, if we're able to still carve out some time to accomplish our goals and achieve the things that we want to write a podcast episode, record the episode, send it for post-production and post it and try to increase our listenership then if we're going to still be busy, we still need to carve out that time to do so. So I think it's very beneficial. So I'm excited. And I think that's what's held us to, you know, be able to still accomplish our goals. That's what, uh, what's allowed us to do that. So. Yes, that is so, so true. And I also want to add um, my personal goal that I, I've had um, since last year now. I've been on a quest to learn how to have generational wealth and financial freedom for about a year now. It has led me on a path to discover about my views and expectations on money. Um, growing up, I was taught that I had to, you know, get a degree, go to college, save and work for the next 30 years. And then, and then, you know, then I can enjoy life, you know. But now that I kind of been on this, you know, quest to learn about money and to learn about finances and how you can kind of take charge of what direction you go in and you don't have to wait till after the 30 years to kind of enjoy life, that you can really achieve financial freedom sooner than the 30 years later. So that has been one of my one of my goals and it's it's a long-term goal, but I'm excited about it and I'm learning about it and I just really have enjoyed it. And I just look for, and every time I'm reading a book or researching it, it's getting me all excited and kind of helping me get on that path of reaching that goal. And mm-hmm. what I've learned from reading everything and from everything is that, you know, you should invest and something I teach my kids that you should invest and your gift and your talent. Don't be so much focused on the title or how much money you're going to make or what have you to live a lavish lifestyle, but focus on your passion. Let that determine the job that you're doing because if you love what you're doing, then you're not actually working or working hard. You're actually living out your life and you're living your best life in action. So once you do this, you will learn that you're not limited to just that hourly pay and salary pay and that 
one job, that your your talent, your gift, your service that you give is infinite. It will bring in so many streams of income because you're so invested in what you're doing and you love what you're doing and you're passionate about what you know you're doing. So that is, you know, a goal, the goal of mine that I put out there that I wrote down and I'm just so invested and I'm so learning so much. But you know, I say it's a long-term goal, but I, I feel like I'm on the right path to make that long-term goal a short-term goal. So Amy, what are some key points on getting started on your goals you would like to give our our listeners? Well, I think the one thing that I've done to try to accomplish my goals uh, since childhood is really being very specific about what it is that I want to accomplish. And so I think this is how this is really from like result. It results from how I was raised. For the record, I hate, hate, hate to waste time. I always try to fit too many things into one minute and way more than I should. And this has been a problem for me. (laughs) I'm recovering from, you know, being a person who is pretty specific about time. Now, again, that can bite me in the behind sometimes because I try to fit too much in and can't really get it all done. But a simple goal writing process or goal setting process that I follow is this. I literally write down everything I want very specifically. This is for my, on my personal goals, my business goals, campaign goals, kid goals, husband goals, vacation goals, or fun things goals. I write it down and I love the book, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. That book is amazing. He literally talks about how the most successful people in our world have written things down and they're very specific about what they want. But not only that, They're specific about the plan to reach what they want. So they know what they want and they know how to get access to what they want. And they know what the plan is to get what they want. After you do that, you got to write it down, write the plan down, big steps, small steps. I love the book, The Richest Man That Ever Lived in Babylon. And it truly talks from the perspective of what did Solomon do when he was trying, Solomon from the Bible, when he was trying to accomplish certain goals. He was very specific knew exactly what he wanted to accomplish. And then he set on a plan to accomplish that. And that's what we know about people who accomplish their goals. They know what they want and they know how they're going to get it. Then I try to schedule time to get each item or each thing. So let's say it's quality time with family. Well, if you know your family's super busy like we are, then you would say, okay, I want to spend at least one family day a month away from our home. So let's say that's in the mountains. We're very fortunate here in North Carolina. And I know y'all have beaches in Florida. You may have some mountains. Do y'all have mountains somewhere? No, just beaches. Just beaches. Beach. <laughs> beaches and more beaches. Yeah. We have beaches. We have mountains. We have lighthouse tours. We have waterfalls. We have all sorts of amazing things here in North Carolina. So I may say I want to spend one day away from home per month. So that's 12 months, 12 days. Go ahead and pick the days. Now, the days may change. That's fine. Just because you pick them doesn't mean it's set in stone, but it starts, you know, your mind to thinking that this is is set in stone and that this could be a day that we're not going to schedule something else. And then after you schedule that day, then start identifying the places you want to go based on the weather. So you may want to go to the beach in the summer, in the spring, in the fall, right? Or you may want to go to the mountains in those same time periods so that you don't get snowed in. But anyway, identify where you want to go and then identify a budget. What is it going to cost to get there? And then from there, you have identified 12 days on your calendar to make more family time to get out of your area and go to a place in your state that you can, you know, spend some time away from home. But you're very intentional. 
and you're being extremely focused on not wasting time and not coming down to the last minute saying, oh, well, you know, time has passed. So I guess we can't spend time together away from home. We had to just stay here or go to, you know, something local if you're as intentional as I try to be. So what about you, Carol? Kind of how did you accomplish everything you've been able to accomplish now with it being the fourth quarter of a tumultuous year at best? I mean, 2020 is basically a curse word at this point. People are saying like, I'm going to 2020 you or (laughs) I've been 2020. 2020 has just been a crazy year. So how have you been able to accomplish your goals this year or in years past? And what advice do you have for our listeners? I can totally attest to what you were saying about writing your goals down and reading them out loud to reading them out loud, practicing that. And that is considered, um, that's a practice called manifestation. And this is an act of faith, right? And it's fine. It's, I truly am a testament that whatever you think and believe will become your reality. I recommend this book um, called So a Man Thinketh to help start your journey on achieving your goals. One of my current goals, as I was talking about early, earlier, was to build generational wealth and having financial freedom. And on that journey of achieving this goal, I've gained a better understanding and of, of money and my goal and focus and making changes to get to that goal. And it's because I wrote it down a year ago. I wrote it down. I spoke it. I speak it even to this day. You know, it's not a day that I go don't go by that I like to just go back over my goals and just read back over them and say, you know, are there any changes that I need to make? Is there anything I need to add or subtract to kind of hold myself accountable? And when you keep looking at it and seeing it, it it really helps to remind you and hold yourself accountable that, you know what, don't forget that goal, put it before you and invest in it, whether it's that reading research or having a coach, having a mentor, having an accountability partner to, you know, get to your goal. And so that's what I um, would like to say, you know, it's kind of just adding to what you're saying, write it down, but also just speaking it, you know, speaking it out loud and seeing it because you, you know, that's the act of faith, you know, that it will come about. And I just think about when I was younger, I always wanted to go to college, graduate, have a family. And those are things that I did as, as a young person. I wrote those things down and those things did come to pass. So it's good to be able to look at that and look at a vision board and say, you know what, I'm going to do it. It reminds you, yes, you set a goal that it can be done. That's right. You know, it takes writing it down and being very focused. And then, like you said, manifesting, like mm-hmm. believing that you can do it. I get asked all the time, you know, how are you able to do all the things you're able to do? And I tell people, I just believe I can. And, you know, that sounds so small and so ridiculous, but I'm serious. Most people just don't believe they can do what they say they want to do. And literally, if you change that belief mindset, you will see more success in your goals. So I also like to tell people, take care of your immediate needs first and make your goals accordingly first. So you have to take care of the things that are in front of you before you start thinking about all of your dreams. And I think that's what overwhelms people sometimes. When you start taking care of your needs and your essentials, that allows Mm -hmm. you to get a handle on things that are in front of you first and not feel guilty about going after your passions and your dreams next, as you Mm -hmm. talked about, go after your passions, go after your dreams. And so these things include like your house, right? If you're having trouble with your house or, you know, something's not working or you behind on the payments or whatever the situation is, or something's going wrong in your family or something's going on in your current job that you don't like, or your current living situation is just, you know, in a mess. You got to take care of those things first before you start putting everything else on front street to focus on in terms of your goals. Sometimes 
you can make yourself feel better by focusing on your priorities that are in front of you. And mm-hmm. I do this because it, it helps me feel like I've accomplished something. <laughs> I will make goals. You know how you just make a checklist just to be making a checklist? Yes. I do that and I include purposely some things that I've already done, especially for the day. Like if I was to wake up and pray and you know read my Bible, I will include those things on the checklist, even though I already finished those things because it makes me feel like I did something worthwhile already. And I like to see the check marks, you know, done, but I'll make goals just for that day. That'll kind of prepare me for getting ready to be, to accomplish my larger goals. It'll help me get a head start, like a small win, if you will. (laughs) Then I keep moving with the specificity of what I want. I always, always, like you said, review my goals often. In reading Napoleon Hill's book, one of the main things we're told is to be ridiculously specific with your goals. I cannot reiterate that enough. And it's so important to know exactly what you want and what strategies you're willing to put out there to do and to think about as you want to accomplish those goals. If we do this, our goals instantly become more attainable. And most people, they just simply don't trust that process. They think it's too simple, that it doesn't work. It really is that simple. The hard part is sticking to the discipline of doing what you wrote on that paper. (laughs) That's the hard part. So people think there's a better way, but there really isn't. You just have to trust the process. So Carol, what are your closing thoughts on this topic? Because we've spent a a good amount of time kind of helping our listeners understand how to go and recapture those goals that they may have set for themselves at the beginning of the year. All right. So listeners, let's get those goals off of journals and off of your vision boards and let's put things into action, right? Um, this year is not over yet. It is just the beginning to something great. I want you to just believe in yourself and know that you can do it. And, you know, you were created for a purpose and to fulfill that purpose, not just the mundane ongoing things, just trying to make it, just trying to survive. But no, there's so much more for you. So you have in believing yourself and know that you have everything that you need to get started. So do just that. Get started. So sometimes it's like, well, I got to have the right, it's got to be the right time. I got to have the right money. But sometimes just those baby steps of just getting started is just the beginning. Just get started. It's just a thing to do. So every day is a new day to get one step closer to making your dreams a reality. So, Amy, anything else you want to add to that? I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Great job. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening to the 210 Podcast, where we shine light on topics for busy moms. Be sure to leave a comment, please, and share this podcast with your family and friends. We would love to hear from you and interact with our followers. Yes. So if you respond and say something, we will be sure to respond back to you and make sure you follow the 210 Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. Thanks. See you later.